News and views. I'm Yannick Muller, and joining me now is Susan Cora. Welcome back. Give us an update on Syria and Turkey. All right, Yannick. Thank you, first of all, for inviting me. This is a great initiative, the series of conversations. Um, yes, about an update on the massive earthquake in Syria and Turkey. Uh, you know, it happened about two weeks ago. Huge, uh, unprecedented, probably the worst natural disaster of the century. And it was a 7.8 uh, magnitude as recorded. Um, and it was followed by an, several aftershocks. So the damage and the loss of lives was tremendous. Um, if I remember right, 44,000 people lost their lives in Turkey, just the, the southeastern part of Turkey, where the, the epicenter of the earthquake, Gaziantep, the city. And 6,000 were killed in Syria, and whole cities like Antakya and Aleppo, Antakya in Turkey and Aleppo in Syria were virtually wiped out. Do we have any more information as to why the buildings collapsed? Well, there's been a lot of speculation about the Turkey situation. And the best I could find out was that there was a lot of structural damage which could be traced to corruption. Basically, the builders didn't stick to building codes and uh, the, the, the buildings were not structurally sound but i think the turkish government doesn't want that to be broadcast or openly discussed for reasons of their own so i suppose it can be traced to corruption about syria you know there's been a civil war that's been going on for 12 years and much of syria's infrastructure was damaged totally lost, destroyed by the war. So buildings were already ruined and not yet rebuilt. And then on top of that, there's widespread poverty also due to the war. So in a way, this, these natural disasters can be traced to, in, in some ways, to human activity, corruption, war, violence. What can people do or really we do to help people affected by this tragedy right now? Well, first of all, I should give you what the most urgent needs are. It's bitterly cold in both countries. People have been displaced. They're left homeless and there's no shelter anywhere. And they can only shelter if there are some buildings left, for example, church buildings, though many of those have been damaged as well. So there's need for temporary shelters like tents, thermal blankets, extremely important, medical supplies, food, because people are starving. They're left with absolutely nothing and humanitarian aid organizations in Syria are having a very hard time getting these things to the ground helping people on site because there have been some draconian rigid international sanctions on Syria uh, both by the United States and Canada too though both countries say that there are exceptions made for 
humanitarian aid, but it, it's just not working that way. What can people do to help people affected by this strategy in Syria and Turkey? Well, the way to go again is find an NGO you can trust or a humanitarian organization. The government of Canada has um, promised to match funds of donations given to the Canadian and International Red Cross. So you can donate, you can um, help support people who, who are affected indirectly. Uh, for example, Canada has, as we all know, a very multicultural population. You can find uh, Syrians and Turkish people who have relatives, family there and ask what you can do to support them. So those are things I would suggest. Susan, Cora, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's why now